Because you want to live in the forefront of your times, in ideals and in sacrifice, you have elected this. Live from Mad Rivers Boulevard, it's Paul and Rach. Hi, This better be an amazing podcast, Rach. Because <laughs> it's cost you a lot of money. I got caught speeding coming here. I'm ashamed. <laughs> I shouldn't have done it. I shouldn't have done it. uh, But, you know, I did the wrong thing. Thankfully, it wasn't, you know, 700 in a a 20 zone. But still, Mm. a fine nonetheless and three points. And you know what? I am sitting in a small amount of fear because I'm not entirely sure how many points I have left. Oh, isn't that a Russian roulette when you're doing... I'm not sure how many points I've got left either. And the only reason that that made a difference to me was the other day I went and got a new licence and I was standing next to somebody and I... Got caught for speeding a few times in my twenties, but I never know when that point of reset is. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. I think that it reset, but I went to get a new license, and the woman next to me got a half price bloody discount on her license for having no points off her license. And I thought, well, that would have come in handy if I hadn't been caught for speeding. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it would have. But at least there's one thing in this world where you are rewarded for doing the right thing. Exactly. I mean, we were talking about it on telly last night. Is that you know you you know dot the i's, cross the t's, you try to fly straight. Mm-hmm. And the world never says thank you. No. If only you weren't such a disgrace in your 20s. (laughs) That's very true. Look at me lecturing you (laughs) when you're the one who hasn't had a fine in how long? What is the recommended retail price Mm. of a fine these days? I think... For ten k's, it's three fifty or something, oh. which which is okay. Because look, when you know you've done the wrong thing, my action has always been okay. Yeah, like I'm not gonna. You can't. What can you do? I, like I don't ever understand people who get angry mm. when they get pulled over. It's like you did it. Yeah. So you just go, uh, and then you know you, you rush of blood that goes through your head. The strange thing is, is that the only time that I panic when I'm around a, a police car, is the random breath test. Even though I don't drink, there's still this sort of moment where you just go, oh, what have I done, what have I done? Do you always, and I, this is such a great point that you bring up, because even when I've had not a sip of anything to drink, I act straight. Oh, and yeah. a random breath test. <laughs> yeah, I've got to say I'm the same. It's, you know, licence out, sit up straight, Try- hand it out. Hello, sir. Hello, ma'am. Yes, no, thanks. It's ridiculous. It's crazy. But also, the thing that also makes me a little um, oh, fearful, and they've got to do it now, is now everything's recorded. It's like the ultimate principal's office. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yes, no, thank you. you know, I remember once, uh, and unsurprisingly, I do have a couple of stories of speeding, <laughs> is that I do remember once I was pulled over. He's handed me the fine and said, oh, thank you. Thank you, sir. Goes, Don't thank me, mate. You did the wrong thing. Like, just he was very sort yeah, of, yeah. very dad in my face. Mm-hmm. This guy wasn't, and I appreciated it. But to all the police listening, good on you for doing it tough job and I feel for you with some of the assholes who who don't just cop it on the chin. I had a dear friend of mine at university whose name I will not mention because he is quite a significant legal practitioner at the moment. We used to call him the crowbar because he could get you out of anything. (laughs) It did not matter what he got pulled over for. He had the gift of the gab like nobody you have ever come across. But if you were a lawyer, wouldn't you want your nickname to be the crowbar? Wouldn't you want that? Like, wouldn't you want everyone to go, oh, mate, just call the crowbar? Very true. In fourth-year law, there's a thing called a clerkship where basically you go off and you do – it's essentially an internship at a a law firm. And you go out, everybody in law school is applying at the same time to firms, and it's not often that you get a lot of responses back. He basically put 
an application out to pretty much everybody and, and turned up to every interview. And there were even some of the really low on the ladder firms that he really didn't care about and didn't want a job at. So for those interviews, he decided he'd just walk in and be a complete nutter moron. So he walked into the interviews, the guys behind the desk would be like, so where do you see yourself in five years? And he'd say, oh, you know that scene in Eyes Wide Shut where Tom Cruise walks into the orgy? And he got a letter of acceptance to every single law firm that he went for an interview with. But the reason I bring this up is that we were driving one night at a party. I was designated driver. I wasn't drinking or anything. But what we were you just, wearing? <laughs> probably something underwhelming. Oh. I was a very poorly dressed university Why? student. Why? I was into those Converse slides. Ooh. You know Ooh. those sort of sandaly things that Converse but has you were for a while? peak rachness. Oh, I was nowhere near peak rachness. Really? Oh, I turned up to the first year of university with a razored off haircut, which had happened at the hair expo when I was conned into being a model <laughs> for it, and braces on my oh, teeth. Oh, wow. I was one of the... I have no idea how I still have lasting friendships from those formative years of my life. So you were like a version... Remember that TV show, The Swan? Yeah. Where they yes. just desperately hope for a change. Yes. You had the change, and look at you now. Exactly. Graceful. It took me a long time to get good, but we were... <laughs> good I, on you. You are good. I did. I did try. I did really kept at it. But we were driving... We were at a, a university party, and we decided it was Macca's time. Oh, okay. So I designated when driver. everything ended in a Macca's everything. run? Everything. 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 Uh, so I decided I'd drive everybody down. But, of course, more than four people wanted to come. Of so course. I had to put somebody in the boot. Oh. oh. Naturally. Oh, yes. So we drive down to McDonald's, and I've got a bloke in the boot who I'm telling to lay down. But, of course, we're ah. in a hatchback. Yeah, exactly. Ah. He's t- <laughs> No. Exactly. Hmm. So I didn't see. You got the Triple co- J turning up on the radio. <laughs> That's it. You got Dr. Alban singing Hallelujah. That's it. I didn't see the cops pull up behind us, but oh. I did see the blue and red flashing lights. Now, this friend of mine was in the car. The crowbar. The crowbar was in the car, and we went from me driving with somebody in the boot to the police driving our friend who was travelling in the boot back to the party for us so we could just go back there and continue having a good time. Wow. <laughs> he is the best. Well done, Crowy. You're listening to Paul and Rach. I hate to bring this up again. But Speeding? Ch- <laughs> no. Because we, we agreed not to. <laughs> That's true. The Channel 9 car park. Oh, you'd love it. Oh, how's it going? <laughs> okay. To those of you tuning in just at the final podcast, basically... Where have you been? Where have you been? <laughs> What's going on? Do we need to sit down and have a chat? Yeah. I turn up once a week to the Today Show and we've gone from a situation where the bloke at the boom gate who, despite seeing me every single week at the exact same time, looked at me every single week like he'd never seen me before. Mm. I spoke about this a couple of weeks on the podcast and then miraculously last week... He, as I pulled up to the boom gate, before I even got the window down, said, Rachel, and I thought, okay, somebody, possibly Ginge. Oh, absolutely. Oh, possibly. Possib- possibly. Probably. Come on. Definitely. Yes. <laughs> Definitely. David G'day, Ginge. How are you, mate? <laughs> has informed him that we're talking about him on the podcast. This week I go back to the Today Show and I got a Rachel and a Shooter McGavin style point. Now... Here is my thing. You're listening, buddy. He's (laughs) listening. Come on. But here is my thing. You know, I'm not presumptuous enough to assume. I I haven't got 100% clarification. So what I'm saying now is we need a code phrase. Oh, yes. Okay. So next week when I go to the Today Show, because I'm not presumptuous enough to say to him, when he did that to me, I thought there's a 
level of familiarity that says he yeah, does yeah, listen, yeah. but I don't want to say to him, oh, you do listen to the podcast or somebody has told you in case he goes, what podcast? And then I sheepishly go through the boom yeah, yeah, yeah. So we need a code phrase so that when I turn up next week to the Today Show, he can give me a bit of dogs barking can't fly without umbrella or something like that. Or you could just look Rachel in the eye and say, g'day, Rach, how are the flapjacks? <laughs> no, I well, that's, and that's a reference to food. <laughs> no, so if not. he no, if he turns around and says flapjacks, if he just looks at you and says flapjacks, then he's he's a listener. Okay. And just, and and tell us to, you know, next time you got to say your name, so then we yes. can constantly say hello to you. See, now we're at the stage where I feel I, I, if he says flapjacks, and okay, that is the secret code word. So Ginge, pass down the word. <laughs> the word is flapjacks. And then I've got to find out his name, and then we will give him a shout out on the podcast. If he doesn't say flapjacks and he doesn't listen, then this will be a colossal waste of time. Keep the guys up on the Paul and Rage Facebook. Page. Forgive me, dear listener, uh, sort of newsy podcast, but don't worry, I won't be talking, uh, you know, Bill Shorten, mm. union corruption, all of that rubbish. Mm. But just there's a bit of stuff around I've got to get off my chest that is really shitting me this week. Please really do. shitting me. Dave, have you seen this group of fired up females who have been able to convince Coles to pull Zoo Weekly from its shelves <sighs> because of, you know, the misogyny and the message that's sent to teenagers? Like, they're completely fine with Cosmo and how to have 12 <laughs> orgasms on the way to work. How to give good head. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Completely fine with body <laughs> image magazines that, yeah. you know, tell everyone to basically, you know, spew, then do a burpee. <laughs> you know, they're happy, <laughs> they're happy with all of that. But just Zoo Weekly, which is the softest of soft core. Wait, I just have to, you have to bring out Paul Murray's 12 minute body transformation. <laughs> yes. Just spew and do a burpee. Spew and do a burpee. <laughs> have another yak. Go for a run. The five and two. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. Smoke a packet of cigarettes. That's it. There You'll be go. fine. Exactly. Exactly. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Now, <laughs> now I get it. And I get their high horse, and there's no part of me that's okay with, you know, fair dinkum misogyny, right? Mm-hmm. But can we all just be direct here? In my opinion, fair dinkum misogyny is the Taliban who say women can't drive, yeah. who say girls can't go to school. You know, people who say women can't can't touch a stranger's hand because of this, that and the other. Not a magazine that says a woman can rise to the front cover. Well, correct. I mean, what an aspiration. Look, I'm not pretending that it's Time magazine. Yeah. But you know what it is. And what, like, it really shits me. And I, I, I use this term, the cultural bullies. Mm. You know, the people who go after people because they don't like what they say. Not because, and this is what I find strange now. It's not that you've broken the law. It's that you've hurt somebody's feelings or you've imaginary hurt someone's feelings. Mm. And these people who want to bully Coles in, into, into not having it, and Coles also won't own all the servos, so it means it won't be in servos, are they aware of the internet? Yeah, exactly. Like, are they going to go and pick at Telstra saying, oh, you've got to shut down the internet because somebody might get onto you porn? And like, also, taking one magazine out of Coles does not make porn disappear. But also, but it's this thing where what is the world they are trying to create? You know, and yeah. I know these things aren't directly linked, but the people who say "boo at the footy" equals racism. Um, you know, a, a stupid magazine mm. equals you know systemic holding down of women, and women don't get equal pay. Now, these there are serious issues around, mm. but you are taking the piss if you think that you are changing the world by fiddling with the low hanging fruit, yeah. like Zoo Weekly. Did you see the recent story of which is kind of in this vein as well about the parenting group that got up in arms about the fact that McDonald's 
McDonald's was bringing out books in their Happy Meals instead of toys because mm. it says that because there are 23 books and this promotion yeah. is over eight weeks, it's encouraging obesity because you have to eat a Happy Meal 23 times in eight weeks, even though you can buy all of the books for $2, which last time I checked is much cheaper than books normally are. Correct. And also, I mean, how can anybody win? They could bring out, you know, each Happy Meal will come with a Nobel Peace Prize. Correct. You know, and it's like, oh, you're saying yeah. that food is equated with... I mean, get over yourself. I'm, I'm so with you, but this is this is just what shits me. I don't know what world they want to create. How do we have these two worlds where there's this sort of everything must be vanilla, no one must be offended world that companies and politics and the public conversation seems to be obsessed with, but then we have dickheads like the, that deputy mayor bloke with that way over the top wedding that they had. Yeah. So we sort of have these the, the culture of me, a whole generation of people who just want to be famous for being famous, yeah. and at the same time as, no, the real threat is a lad's mag. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I want to throw a joke in here somewhere. I know, I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry. I know I'm a little ranty here, but I'm thinking our people are with us. That's fair. Want to stay in touch? Head to the website, paulandrach.com.au. Questions for Paulie. Oh, oh, I'm going to sit up straight now. (laughs) Question one. Do you think the word midwifery is weird? (laughs) Yes. Yes, it is. Yes. You're a midwife. But midwifery is yeah. what you study. It's the oddest, oddest word. Well, what's the thing? Forgive me. I'm gonna I'm gonna show one of my huge failures in knowledge. The doing word for the action is a verb. Yes. Yeah. So so the verb for being a midwife is midwifery. No. So you midwifering <laughs> when you midwife? No. It's See, I'm the... telling you, Year Nine English was <laughs> terrible for me. Like, I can use all these words. I know what they mean. I can put them in context. But given the label, shit out. I know, me too. Like, past participle, participle and all that stuff. Yeah. No, midwifery is the study of being... So you study midwifery to become a midwife. <laughs> <laughs> and, and what exactly is a midwife outside of a nurse? My understanding is there is some oh, kind of suckling at the teat involved. Well, there used to be. There so used this is the, to like be, The right? wet nurse, as they <laughs> used to be referred to. But all of that's now not the case. I mean, midwives... Are they just basically an observer at a birth? Are they someone... Are they a cheer squad? Do they actually get... I mean, what, what is... Well, understandably, what? you're asking me because I've been to two. <laughs> yeah. Understandably, understandably. Um, look, it's, it's that thing where, uh, as best as I... In, in practical terms, mm-hmm. doctor likes to be there for three, two, one, or in the case of caesareans, it all gets a bit complicated. Yeah. But your midwife's there to sort of help with, you know, breathing, pushing... Right, so and, and immediately, a well, yeah, but immediately after, your midwife can also do sort of little tests. What's the breathing like? What's the this? What's the that? So they're a nurse. Yeah, but it's. I, I'm assuming it's specialised when it's a fresh bub. So if you're a, a, if you're a midwife, are you a nurse, and then you specialise in midwifery? Yeah, I, pres- oh. I, I, well, I don't think you set out. I don't think you. Can, I don't think you can just walk into a uni and say, "I, I want midwifery." Can you? <laughs> We could be two of the dumbest people in the world right now, and there are people who have been sticking with us for many years who have gone, that's it, I'm done. There are a lot of midwifts yeah. listening <laughs> <laughs> who are either feeling terribly undermined yeah. by my completely inaccurate assumption of what they do. I don't know what a f***ing verb is, all right? <laughs> I, I think in this conversation we are over the cliff, holding hands, looking down, and the world is flashing before our eyes. I don't Mean to put, I'm not saying that you're lesser than a nurse. I just I just don't know where. Oh it no, fits you are. In. No, I'm not. No, you're being very uppity about it. I'm not. I 
just don't know where it fits. And I also... As if, as if, but as if babies and kids isn't harder than adults. What do you mean? Well, they can't talk back. Well, the baby can't yeah. turn around and say, geez, my left leg's a little numb. Yeah. Like, they have to work all that out, don't they? But when they have a home birth, you can have a midwife over and then you don't need a doctor there, I which makes understand. me think they're even I, more qualified. I don't understand the whole, let's set up a, you know, a blow-up pool in the lounge room <laughs> yeah. and just get on the push. I know... <laughs> I know it's happened for centuries, but, you know, know, we came up with electricity. We don't have to have babies the way they used to. Yeah, I don't know about water Calm births. births. Well, isn't that the Scientology thing, calm births, where you just literally no noise? Oh, wow. It's a thing. That... Could you imagine? Could you be shush while all that's going no on? No way. The only place that that has any kind of relevance is in share houses when people have sex, bring people <laughs> home to have sex. There should be a silent rule. I don't know how many people that I've lived with who ended up dating Screamers Yes It's the worst It is the worst Alright so We have done nothing We've But solved offend that. Midwifts everywhere <laughs> We've solved that issue And proved a great need To go back And do a Naplan test And please Head to our website Yeah if you're a midwifer And, and send us an email And tell us What a midwife does So we can and don't send us A Wikipedia link no. It's funny But don't Come on An actual thing Okay Question number two right, I like the answer To that one Am I allowed to judge People who don't Wear shoes To the shops Yes Absolutely <laughs> Especially in a time Where we have a thing Called thongs Yeah that's it though I, You're looking at one Who has done it but Certainly in summer I don't mind it at all Go running around Coles or Woolies Just with no shoes on It's fun But okay here Driving is... with no shoes Is that illegal? I don't know whether it's illegal okay. I think If it's, it's illegal It's a friend of mine <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. What, what are you worried about? Okay, my issues are many. <laughs> okay, let's get in. Okay, are you a feet-phobic? I'm not feet-phobic, but I 100% cannot stand the feeling of dirty feet. If I cannot have a shower somewhere, I must, if nothing else, wash my feet before I go to bed. Really? I cannot go to bed with filthy feet. There really? is something that makes my skin crawl about it. So walking around a supermarket where you can feel that je ne sais quoi. I, I feel that I'm at one with the land. It's my. It's a spiritual thing, dare I say, Rachel. No, it's not because there's no soil in coals. Well, how about... <laughs> How would you know until you've walked around? You just think that there's just, you know, gel soles everywhere. And also, it's, I mean, is it a comfort thing? Yes. No, there's that time where, on on summer holidays or long weekends or whatever, where you've just whacked on the board shorts, where the board shorts is the uniform, where you're wearing the same T-shirt as yesterday, and you go, yeah, bugger, I'll just quickly run up and get get it from the shops. It's great. I would get it if we were in Renaissance times where every single pair of shoes required a lacing strategy that was 45 minutes long. Correct. But we... We live in a time where thongs exist. The simplest, yeah. it involves a sliding your foot into... Yeah. I mean, it couldn't but, be simpler. Yes, it could be. You don't wear any shoes. <laughs> I mean, this is the thing. When you are at minimum effort, when when just your pitter-patter of your heart is as much effort as you want to put into a day, it's a, the, the best. I've gone to the movies with no shoes on. Excuse me? I have gone to the movies with no shoes on. But surely... Not if, now, but I have in my previous life. It, surely if you're... In that phase where you want minimal effort, the effort required to scrub your feet clean at the end of a no foot, no shoe day. I don't scrub them clean. 
I have a shower. But I'm not saying, how do you scrub your feet clean? Well, because they get so black and filthy when you've been walking around on the footpath. People, Have you seen people spit on the footpath? Yes. And then you walk on that spit. But this is, hey, Dogs hey, hey. poop on the footpath. Yeah, but again, I don't lick my feet. <laughs> There's no correlation between the germs on my feet and, and in my mouth or on my eyes or in my hands. What about pores? Things absorb, Pima. How do you live in a world with poo particles in it? <laughs> How, did you, how, does, how does just walking past a public toot not do your head in? I'm not saying it's okay. I'm not saying you should get married with no shoes on. That's just fine. <laughs> well, a lot of people do it at the old beach wedding. Oh. What do you know what's in the beach wedding? Oh, I'm not a massive fan of the beach wedding as such. I, I mean, you know, if, if you've got a nice little pier near the beach or something like that, fine and fair enough. But the, the bikini no shoes thing. Not I also me. think, you know what, I've got an upcoming wedding where it's a camping wedding. What? Now, people are camping and then going to the wedding. Here is my issue. If we are getting dressed up for a wedding, we need facilities that facilitate the dressing for a wedding. For example, somewhere I can plug my hair dryer in. Correct. So I don't turn up looking like the lady of the lake. Similarly at a beach wedding, I think if I've blow dried this terribly temperamental hair mm. and I'm near salt water, well, it is a hot minute, especially if I'm part of the bridal party, where you can forget including me in your bridal photos because I'm <laughs> going to look like a freak show. But also, especially when, normally at a wedding, everyone's at their best, looking and smelling great. Mm. At this, mm, what's that? Mm, mm, air regard. <laughs> I'm wearing Aragard. <laughs> yeah. All right. I don't think we've solved that one. Here's the last one. Let's see if we can solve this. Why does toilet paper stick to your shoes when it is at no other times adhesive? Excellent question. <laughs> this is a great science question. This is a now we are where t- is Dr. Carl? Okay. But we are, talk- we are talking about excess paper. Yes. We're not talking about anything that would have any... Anything e- on it. Right. Just, okay. I defy you to stand on a piece of clean toilet paper on the toilet and not take it with you in wow. some way. However, there is nothing adhesive on it. Yeah, but I would think every bathroom has some level of moisture in it, firstly. Mm. And secondly, I would imagine that sort of rubber-soled shoes, generally speaking, Mm. you know, if you burn rubber-soled shoes, that would be adhesive, a little sticky. But there is some kind of chemical reaction that occurs with the toilet paper and the shoes that not only makes it adhesive, but makes it impossible to remove adhesive. You know, have you ever tried, you know when you step on a piece of toilet paper to get it off and then it gets stuck to the other shoe and then it gets stuck to the other shoe? Is this the bit where you're going to hang up on me when I've told you I've also not worn shoes in a bathroom? That is rank. You're listening to Paul and Rach. Rach, I mentioned it before, and I have deliberately not learnt the name of the dickhead deputy mayor from Auburn. This is the bloke who got married on the weekend. Now, there's a lot about this that annoys me. The bit that shits me, and then the stuff we can have fun with. The stuff that shits me is that a letter goes out to everyone in the street saying, you know, move your cars, Mm. or they'll be towed, as if it was official. It's not at all. Um, Also, you know, the the festival look at me that meant he took up his entire street. The douchery of the helicopters clearly rented. So it's not... Not yours. Yeah. So this wonderful sort of look at meanness mm. is rented. Fifty million dollars. Where are they pulling that figure from? That's Surely... that's horseshit. Nobody spent. Nobody. What, what the claim? There's fifty million on the wedding. Yeah, the, the, the claim was it was a fifty million dollar wedding. Such bullshit. And I don't know what you're making at Auburn Council, yeah. but I can't imagine it's enough for well, you to be... have the disposable income to spend fifty million dollars on a wedding. But let's be honest too. If you're spending fifty million dollars on a wedding, you ain't living in a two story joint in Auburn. Yeah, yeah. You know, like he's he's <laughs> yeah. he's at Bellevue Hill in Sydney. Yes. You know, he's he's loving Waterside Mansion. Mm. 
And what I hate more than anything else is that, you know, the talented actor, singer, writer, architect, scientist, mm. whoever, whatever, all the geniuses found and unfound in the world, and this is the guy that will be on Celebrity Apprentice next year. Oh, I know. You know this, you know this guy. This guy will be on Dancing I with know. the Stars. This guy will be defined as a star, mm. which does nothing but feed into everyone else trying to do the look at me because the template has now been shown. Do you think they go into this with the intention of getting that outcome? Oh, absolutely. You think? Absolutely. Otherwise, you would have a modicum, a modicum of, oh, look, you know, I'm sorry, but you're not doing interviews the next day. Yeah. And, you know, there he was, and God love him, you know, and, and Kyle's latched onto him, and, you know, he's, he's, he's on the radio, he's saying, yeah, I want to go to Hollywood, I'm amazing. Oh, just, he's saying that That's now? what I'm saying. It's just, it's, I mean, I get it. It's all turned up to 15. Oh, what? He wants to make films now. Well, he, he's, you know, I'm ready to be famous. Oh, you know, well, congratulations. You're ready to be famous, yeah. are you? Thank you so much <laughs> for allowing us all the great joy of seeing you be famous. Granted, they're schlepping some shit out in Hollywood, but it ain't that shit yet. Yeah, correct. Get the guys up on the Paul and Rach Facebook page. Rach, how do you feel about the Ashley Madison... Leak, the dump. Mm. I, I told it was a newsy podcast, people. My apologies. We'll get back to bodily function next week. But <laughs> I am stuck right in the middle on this one. There was a part the of me... The splinters are right in your bum. Yeah, they are. There was a part of me that when I first heard the story thought, oh, how wonderful, there will be a whole bunch of douchebags that will be sweating bullets now mm. that they realise that their name will be revealed. And to be honest, I don't have a real problem with your name being revealed because if you're going on a website to cheat on your partner, then, like, just break up with that person. I have a zero-tolerance approach to cheating. However, when we get into the waters of we're going to release your credit card details, address, and phone number, then I think to myself, what about that is really necessary? And also, that's when we kind of get into credit card fraud, crazies turning up at your house and doing things kind of territory, which I think is a little bit too much. But I wasn't all that worried about people being outed for being on this website. My only thing is, is that I don't understand what the giant crime is here. What did Ashley Madison do to piss off this group that they've decided to go and get them? Well, they're stealing all of these names and hacking the system in the hopes of getting Ashley Madison to shut down. Right. But how about you... We spoke to the Ashley Madison bloke, didn't we, yeah, on we radio? Did. We did, when it first started. And, and, and the whole thing was, you know, he doesn't care, and, you know, that's fine. But, again, douchery is not a reason to But surely, this out. if you were going to do anything of importance in this situation you would take those personal details and put a private call into each of those dudes and say how about you pull up your stocks and stop cheating on your missus correct don't pull down the website if you really want to make a difference ring those people and say you're a but how's this australia loves this website these are the cities right these are the top five ten cities in the world Mm. that are on this thing okay sao paulo Mm -hmm. followed by new york Number three in the world, Sydney. Wow. <laughs> Number three in the world. Then Toronto, Santiago. Then Melbourne. Goodness. Which has more people on that website than Houston, Los Angeles, London, Chicago, Rio, Madrid. I'm really surprised that Rio isn't higher on the list because those people just love a good cheat. Oh, hang on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> hang on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, what? How can you just say something so racist? <laughs> I'm not being racist. What it's... evidence do you have that Brazilians yeah, love cheating? Because I knew a lot of them and they all cheated on their partners. Well then, <laughs> the science is in. Want to stay in touch? Head to the website, Paul and 
I had a bit of a drive between the Gold Coast and the Sunshine Coast over the weekend. Nice drive. Lovely drive. And I realised that I was a bit of an outsider at the Roadhouse. Because you asked for kale? This is close to where I'm getting. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say, good luck getting your green water there, sweetie. I turned up to the Roadhouse. Now, what is your staple Roadhouse fare when you rock up to the chips, service centre? Well, chips, sausage roll, pies, just pretty line and length. Exactly, right? Chicken schnitzel. Maybe Hungry Jack's Maccas, whatever kind yeah, of fast it's... food arrangement they've got going on there. And P.S., can I just say this, is that with no disrespect to the good people who own those franchises, if you get the chance, go to the old-fashioned diner. Don't just pull into the service centre and all of the big name brand joints because yeah. God loves Subway but you can get Subway at home exactly you can get Subway at home pull into that place near what Aussie World or whatever it is yeah Aussie World I'm pull into the place near there. Aussie World and just get a BLT my family lives very close to Aussie World so I'm always whizzing uh, back and forth on that section of road and always packed Really? Which surprises me. I mean, I love Queensland, I, t- I truly do. But there are a few places where places like Aussie World can be packed. Boy. Dracula's on the Gold Coast Theatre Restaurant. Now, okay, here's the question. Is there anyone listening to us who's actually been to Dracula's? Because yes. as long as I have gone to my spiritual home, that is the Gold Coast. Mm. Not only has Dracula's been opening, it's been seeming to thrive. Yeah, I know. And I have never... Not once ever wanted to go near it. I really I don't get it. Have a burger. <laughs> like, what's what do they do? They come out with the fake with the fake blood, and it's just ah ah ah. Would you like a milk? Hey, this is what I love about good Queensland. Dracula, by the way. They're very good Dracula. <laughs> Shit. <ass. laughs> This is what I love about Queensland. There is something about the environment north of the border mm. where certain businesses that could not exist anywhere else in Australia, let alone the world, mm. can not only exist but thrive. In the delightful town of Caloundral where I spend a lot of time, scrapbooking shop. Awesome. Not only surviving, thriving, and taking up the kind of real estate that you don't think a place like that could afford yeah, to rent, yeah. like a huge store. You go, what, what? Gigantic. Yeah. And it's still open and has been open for years. Big pineapple, still going strong. Correct. Dare I say it's real Australia. I mean, you know, this is the thing. I'll give you the tip. Do you, I mean, it, it might have, but do you reckon the Zoo Weekly band started in Queensland? Uh, uh, no uh. way. You know, some inner city carry-on in Sydney or Melbourne going, I'm going to decide what's good for everyone else. Where did we start this conversation? Oh, at the Roadhouse. Yes! Sorry. <laughs> I, no, no, no. I love a good meander. I just wondered where I was bringing it back to. The only thing I wanted to say about the Roadhouse was that I, despite all of those things being your classic Roadhouse fare, went to the Bay Marie section and I am 100% positive that I'm the only person that has ever ordered their selection of steamed veg. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) And did they look at you with a little bit of... Yeah, mm. and not only that, I look, I got some of their roast meat as well. They they okay. went to put the roast veg on. I said, no, thanks very much, not into potato. I'll just take the roast meat and the steamed veg. Oh, rightio, princess. <laughs> this is it. Then <laughs> I, know that you're, I know that you're unimpressed when your eyes do the lemur thing. They go opposite ways. <laughs> Seriously, I have to film that one time because it's hilarious. But even sitting down in the section where everybody was eating and everybody's eating their Maccas or their yeah, Subway yeah. or whatever, the looks of disgust that mm. I was getting from the general public. I was a genuine outsider. Yeah, you were a pariah. I was a pariah but, in the roadhouse. But, but also, you were more of a pariah than the person who shoots up in that roadhouse <laughs> <Yes>. toilet. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to Paul and Rach.
Have you seen Shane Warne's mural that he recently got painted? (laughs) I dance between loving and hating this bloke. I I mean, I know I I hook into the deputy mayor, dickhead, all the rest of it. But, you know, there's something about Warney. It's not inherited money. Certain Mm. skill got himself there and whatever. Cashed up bogan. The mural is basically him with a collection of his celebrities that he would love to spend time with. (laughs) Okay, so Warney reckons he can hang out with James Dean, Jack Jack Nicholson. Nicholson, Elvis... Marilyn Monroe, good luck. Mick Jagger, who seems to have lost an arm. <laughs> I, see, this is the bit that, I, that I'm that i So what did what, he just had this... He so just... he had this made, he commissioned it. He's also got Angelina Jolie in just a sheet with her boobs out. <laughs> now, the thing about this is apparently the thing that the artist refused to do was also put on Angelina Jolie a I Love Shane tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm all in on Warnie. Get the guys up on the Paul and Rach Facebook page. I had an idea for a new segment while I was flying to the Gold Coast on the weekend. Please. I was sitting behind a woman who had brought some plain reading. The plain reading she had brought with her was a magazine, the photo I've pasted up on our Facebook page, Simply Crochet. I saw the book and I thought, there's a Paul and Rach segment in that. What, crocheting? Crocheting. I thought there's got to be something in Simply Crochet (laughs) that we can, you know, do something with. Sure. So I went to the news. Are we going to have a fact sheet on our website? (laughs) We we can. We can go a bit of Burke's Backyard on this. Uh, So I went up to the news agent today purely with the sole reason of purchasing Simply Crochet. Yes. Now, what I did was the big news agent no-no, which was treat it like a library. Mate, don't touch it. Come on, mate. Come on. (laughs) And go through it to see if we could find anything. Mm. And I tell you what, it is the most hands-down boring publication I've ever come across. You're kidding me. Plus, they (laughs) they wanted $13 for it. However, I did then do the extra no-no within... Take a couple of shots of some interesting articles. Hang on, we're in an intellectual property area here. I, I mean, you you are not only stealing mm. virtually yeah. from your local Nizajon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the good people. Do they have a website, by the way? Simply crochet. I'm not sure. Okay, let's okay, let's do a thing here right now. Live Google search. Yeah. How many Facebook friends? Let's Does see. simply crocheting have? You know what? We are going to be absolutely devastated. I have a feeling. Okay, I'm going to do a, a guess here. Is it an is it an international publication? Uh, well, it came from the UK. Oh, yes. okay. Well, then we are talking about. I'm going to say seven hundred and fifty thousand. Oh, you've been too kind. However, it does have 285,000. Wow. Head to our Facebook page, please, and like it, uh, because Simply Crochet beating us by about 7,000% is one of the more depressing things I've ever heard. However, I don't want to leave Simply Crochet without having done anything with it. I did think there would be a weekly segment in it. I've gone back and thought, okay, I was probably pushing my luck. Okay, how do we get one segment out of it? Okay, I'll tell you how we get one segment out of it. At the end of each show we do Rachel's Story Time where I read a rude story and I replace it with safe words. I am going to read a section of Simply Crochet in a sexy way. Ooh! <laughs> Can you chase me with just a line? <laughs> no, no, no. We're going to still do Story Time at the end, but right now I'm going to do some right Simply now. Crochet. Right now. Okay, well, ladies and gentlemen, it's that time where Rachel takes Simply Crocheting magazine and turns it into something oh so special. Using... Yarn eight. Ooh. Chain four and slip stitch into the first chain to form a ring. Oh, can you just enunciate just that little bit more? Round one. Oh, the D! Chain five counts as treble crochet and two chain. Treble crochet into the ring chain two. Stop it. Five times. 
No! <laughs> Slip stitch into the third chain of the beginning chain five to join round two. Slip stitch into the first chain two. Space, double crochet, three oh, treble crochet, whoa, 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 double crochet. Whoa, whoa, whoa. In each chain two, space to end. Slip stitch into the first double crochet to join six petals. <laughs> I don't even understand this. Round three, working behind existing petals, chain three. Skip the first petal, slip stitch in back of the first double crochet of the next petal, chain three. Five times slip stitch in the first chain oh. to join. Jesus. <laughs> Um, thank you. <laughs> That's amazing. Want to stay in touch? Head to the website, paulandrach.com.au. Saturday night was able to have dinner with some beautiful friends. Oh, yes. And I don't know, is it ever this for you? One of my mates who comes from out of town, um, when she comes down to town, she's able to find the restaurants in Sydney that I'm not even aware exist, and they're better than any of the ones I damn well know about. Oh, yeah. Do you have a friend, do you have anyone who knows this city better than you do, and they don't live here. See, the issue with this is that people, when they're coming from the outside in, do a little thing called research. Yeah. So when they're coming into a new town, they're like, what's the hot spot? When we're coming into our usual town, we go, where will we go that I went last week? Yeah, correct. We're not not checking out Time uh, time Out. Time Out or Concrete Playground or whatever your blog du jour is. What's what's Concrete Playground? Concrete Playground's another one where you can find... Another great one is Broadsheet, another good place to find good restaurants. You know another great blog? That Allergy Kid. That allergy kid, Arcor Bay, tells sexy stories about throwing up and burpees. Don't know if you've noticed, I went to a blogging conference on the weekend. Naturally, one of the things that you do as a conference is give out business cards. My business cards arrived today, a week after the conference. <laughs> Excellent. But look at that. Hang on. Okay, now what decisions have we made here? Because I like this. Simple white card, rectangle kids, normal bit of cardboard, office works, or is this something else? No. So 2.0 is a printer. Oh, well, isn't he just? So he made my business cards and he came to me with a whole bunch of flash designs and I said, look, am I boring to just want basic white, simple text, Rachel Corbett Ryder on one side, the deets on the back, that's it. Why have you gone with, and I'm fascinated here, no mobile here? Oh, get out of town. Now, no. I'm lo- this is this now, this is, this is this is impressive because I think you have now cracked the ultimate way to meet anyone in the world and still remain arm's length. Yeah. I don't know why anybody's giving out their mobile number and their business cards. For starters, tis a piece of paper that people probably don't care about. Do you know where they end up? On the floor. Yes. Anybody can pick that stuff up. If you are somebody of note or somebody who's trying to become somebody of note, all of a sudden I pick up, insert important person to your business card, I've got their personal mobile at my disposal. Mobile for me, I will only give you my mobile if I know you. However, at the blogging conference, there were a few people that were a little mobile quick. A little, we've only had two seconds of conversation, what's your mobile? Now, you can't not give across your mobile. These are like the people you've met for two minutes who then hit you up that day for the Facebook friend request. This is another area I'm uncomfortable with. Facebook for me, the personal Facebook area consists of a bunch of people where I would really sit down and have a cup of coffee with you outside you make it of that. sound like a life education. Like, like Jeremy the giraffe or whatever it is. It's a personal area, the Facebook area. However... The Facebook areas. Can you not make the hand gestures? <laughs> Sorry. So I've always been a bit of a, a, a bit of an anti-mobile person. However, most of the people were handing over business cards left, front and centre and can it was just this? all about the mobile. You can keep it can because I've got a hundred of things and no one to give them to. <laughs> You're listening to Paul and Rach. Sadly, we come to the end of yet another podcast, one where we've learnt oh so much, mm. including Rach can make anything sexy. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Simply you know, crochet mag. There was a little moment or two there where I've just gone, imagine you putting real effort in. <laughs> 
<laughs> Why, thank you. But, you know, hello. Can I do something that I never do? Um, if you love this podcast as much as we love you, could you go to iTunes and do a little comment um, for us? God love you. Increase- we need to get you. Let's, let's be straight here. We deserve to be higher in the charts. You know what we are. We actually deserve this. We do. but And we don't demand much, but we deserve this. What I noticed, <laughs> you know, and I hate to bring up the conference again, but when you're in a room full of people who are excellent at plugging themselves and getting on the old social media and pushing, pushing, we do this because we love it and it's fun to catch up once a week and do this, but we never push it. And I think we should be pushing it a little bit Let's more. be honest. There's stuff that's higher in the list that's dog shit. <laughs> I mean, let's be yeah. straight up about this. There is some garbage out there from some relatively well-known people yeah. and we could take them all in an instant. <laughs> that's true. That's so true. the way you can help us, and look, we'll keep doing it, we'll keep doing it for free, we'll keep having fun, we love hanging out uh, mm. together, but we also love entertaining you because we believe there are still some people in this world who kind of like it a little bit rough, yeah. a little bit silly, <laughs> yeah. who, who, you know, can, who can deal with the chats that we do, five stars and a comment, yeah. a comment, a comment, even if it's just comment. It, yeah. it all counts. It all helps in the iTunes ratings and things. So, time for story time. Yes. Is this picture of People magazine? Uh, good question. What Let's have see. we got here? What I delightful think... rag are we reading from? Oh, what, what, what rag? Rag? <laughs> you could put that in a time capsule one day and people will turn around and go, wow. Oh, picture magazine. Mm. Beautiful. Rachel tells a dirty story but puts clean words when it gets a little rough. A safe word, if you will. What do you want this week's one to be? I think it's got to be crochet, doesn't it? Yeah, for sure. Uh, Today's story is called Up a Gum Tree. Oh, well. (laughs) I don't know if that's a euphemism or where the event occurred. (laughs) (laughs) My hubby and I always loved adventurous outdoor crochets. But since we'd had kids, all that had calmed down and we were just another boring suburban couple. This one Saturday night, though, we had just put the kids to bed, knocked back a few drinks and were feeling frisky. It was a beautiful night out and wandering into our backyard, we stopped at our big gum tree. Jason and I used to have the odd tree crochet in our youth. Um, Really? That's not a thing. But but how is that sexy? Balancing. Yeah. How is balancing? And I mean, obviously there was a treehouse. There had to be some sort of a platform. There. Not according to the cartoon. No, that uh, that's quite graphic. <laughs> Why is everyone a little fat in those cartoons? Oh, as well? I don't know. Yeah, so everyone's got big thighs. Yeah, and big nips. Um, <laughs> and at the same time, so anyway, we're back to the old tree crochet. At the same time, we looked at the tree and grinned and said. Yeah, we lent a ladder up against the trunk. This is just too involved. I mean, you are really out of the mood. If the preparation, you want to think if condom gets you out of the mood. What about putting a ladder up next to a tree? I've got to go get the ladder. <laughs> we scrambled up into the lower branches where we set up base camp. Stop it, stop it. <laughs> and chucked off our clothes. At first, I just crocheted Jason until he crocheted me. Then we carefully manoeuvred into a posse where we were straddling a branch. He was behind me and I was leaning up against the trunk. No, you weren't. There is abs- <laughs> this is as comfortable and enjoyable as beach sex. But, yeah, correct. <laughs> but let's be honest. Seriously, uh, does anyone believe that they've climbed into a tree and then taken the clothes off? No. Like, I mean... I mean, yeah. Okay. And where in a tree can you set up base camp? Please. On which twig yeah, no. are you able to lay down your things and set well, up But what base- are you doing? Are you getting oxygen tanks up there? <laughs> How are you setting up base camp? Where are the Sherpas, you know? <laughs> <laughs> or imagine there's just a Sherpa a couple, a couple of branches up just watching. <laughs> Gradually he eased his crochet. Eased, eased the crochet. <laughs> and the combination of the warm night air, the drinks we'd had, and my crochet crocheting on the smooth bark... 
<laughs> what? So the bark's part of firing up? Yeah, apparently. Oh, 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 this is gold-plated. Brought me to the edge of crochet. Of we started did. to crochet more vigorously, and that's when it began to go wrong. Oh, that's when it began. It began to go wrong at the start. Correct. First, our clothes slid off the branch. I mean, could this be any more rolled gold shit? This is so... This is, like, would, most of them are fake, but come on. And as Does I a went, dolphin appear at some point? As I went to grab them, we slipped sideways and hubby's foot kicked the ladder away. Oh, of course it did. The booze wore off in a hurry. Oh, yeah, right here. <laughs> so you've sobered up in the time it takes... To climb a tree. And suddenly we realised we were stuck naked up a tree with no way of getting down. Luckily, our neighbour's bedroom window was only a few metres away, so we started calling to them, softly at first, then louder. Eventually, our neighbour stuck his head out the window to see what was going on, and we caught his attention and told him the story. He and his missus were still laughing when they arrived at the bottom of the tree, put the ladder up, and helped us down. That's utter shit. (laughs) (laughs) See you next week. You're listening to Paul and Rach.